Welcome to Boku de Gaio, the spiciest anime podcast on the internet. Muy caliente. Is that the take we're going with? Yeah, no, that's, that's what we're taking. We're taking that one. Urkel just like a hago faced up into the ceiling, <laughs> fucking caliente. rolled his eyes back, stuck his tongue out. Wow, yes. that was a sight to behold. Well, uh, welcome back, everyone. Maybe. Now, I would I have some exciting news to say first off. Okay. Very exciting news. Uh, I believe in the last 30 days, as of the recording of this episode, which I will not say to not date the episode, our podcast had like six views on one of the episodes. Oh! The One Punch Man episode... 15 plays! Oh, shit! I know. We got over 10, boys! We, and they're not all from us, which is also Only really 14 high. of them! <laughs> <laughs> um, there was one from, like, Arizona. Shout out to my Arizona boy. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. Or girl, or uh, Arizona human. Arizona, Arizona, Arizona human. Arizona human. And someone from Cali. Oh, Took a minute away from eating their avocado toast and surfing. Okay, no, no, no. Wait, <laughs> avocado toast fire. Really good. Avocado I, toast is really good. Yeah. I thought no. I I actually thought avocado toast was just a meme. Avocado. Uh, avocado. Yes. Uh, avocado toast was just a meme to make fun of like hipsters, and then I went to New York and they're like, "Do you want some avocado toast?" And I was like, "You have that here? Uh, that's that's a thing." Yeah, and I ate it. And I'm like. Why? It's it's just toast and avocado. Like, yeah. I expected there to be more to it, but it's all just there in the name. Yeah, it's kind of it really just delivers what's on the package. It's doesn't true. It? It's good, and, isn't it? Yeah, it's really good. I I mean, I just like avocados, and I mean, who doesn't? I mean, it'd be hard to not like toast. It's just so nothing that like how yeah. could you not enjoy it? Fully, fully agree. Kind of like your number one host here, Jacob Urkel. I am nothing. Therefore, wow. it's hard to not like me. Therefore, I. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not sure if it was self-degradating I mean, or, just like, or like a really profound comment Very, very philosophical, I like to think Cool who, Well, who we have you? another episode with the cat here Ah, uh, yes Michael, She's... introduce yourself Say your name Did you say Michael? Yeah It's the cat Oh Oh, we're talking about the cat <laughs> What did you th- I just refer to myself as the cat <laughs> It's just cat, cat. You forgot to introduce yourself. Welcome to the cat in the Urkel. Yes, the cat. (laughs) Yep, no Satine's here. She's just hanging out. She's chilling. She's not looking at us. Possibly deliberately. Yeah, probably. I mean, we were on some dumb shit there for a second. We were on some avocado toast ass (laughs) shit. But yeah, no. I just wanted to give a shout out to our to our people. In Arizona and Cali, because that's super dope of them. Nowhere. Man. I think I actually know, and I'll mention it off the air. But I think I actually know how word got to them. But that's at, but there's, but that's actual, not misclicks. I'm, I'm fairly certain. All right. Which is, which is clean. So I take misclicks, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. We take those. Yeah. So now, before we get started here, I want to give a shout out to my phone that, going. I want to give a shout out to Urkel's phone going off. Next, I want to. Give a shout out. Follow us on the social media. Do it. Follow us on Facebook. Just look up Boku de Gallo. Twitter at Boku Gallo. Or just look for our cute little tomato. We need to think of a name for that little dude. Uh, 
He's freaking adorable. Uh, tomato boy. Nailed it! Tomato boy. Hot takes! Tomato boy. Is that <laughs> no, no, it's absolutely not his I, I was gonna say. Go to our social media and tell us what yeah, our, yeah. our Tweet little... Tweet at us, at, at our little Our little uwu tomato is. Tell us. Yeah, tell us. Tell us. Yeah, follow us, follow us on Twitter. We don't have a Tumblr, but, like, we could... If they still supported, like, raunchy shit, we could have... Exactly, we, we, could, we could have posted some, like... This, this... Some, like... Of our tomato with a big old schlong or something. This this podcast is much too explicit for for it to not get flagged as pornography on Tumblr. Yep. So. They're, yeah, like our voices basically count as exposed female nipple. Yes. Yes. In the terms and conditions. <laughs> so. All right. Now let's move into the show now that we've wasted five minutes on yeah, literally wow. nothing. We fucking rambled for a minute. <laughs> Five actually. Five actually. Yeah. Wow. Good job. Hit yeah. peak in that audio. Oh, I, I, I just like I like watching the wave. <laughs> All right, Michael. What show did we watch this week? I don't even. We didn't watch know. a show. Oh, okay. Cool. We're just here hanging out. Yeah, I mean, we're just rambling now. No, we are. We watched one of the edgier shows in the anime oh, trio, but like, edgy. but like good edgy. Yeah, I'd say not like, not like annoying edgy. It is darker than black. A show mm. that we mentioned episode one, actually. In the One Punch Man oh, thing, yeah, when we were talking about our like anime creds, yeah, and that and that kind of stuff, yeah. It's so because I love this show, show is Surprise. legitimately good. Yeah. Let me let me first start off with usual usual little bit of show information. Yeah. Studio Bones is the people behind this. Bones. They do a bunch of other shit too. Yeah. Urkel Urkel looked at me and I'm, like mouthed the word boner. And, and just <laughs> no, like... I'm not gonna lie. Okay, so when I was watching the credits for the show, every time I saw because the only word in English during the credits is just bones, and I assumed I had two assumptions. It was either the name of the band that did the OP or the name of the song that the band was playing for the OP. <laughs> I just assumed, and then like during the second OP, Bones was still there, so I was like, oh, it's probably by a band called Bones. And now I look like a giant idiot on yes, the internet. Yes, in fact, you yes. do. You, you, you didn't have to tell people. I didn't have to, to, but I felt like it was pertinent. Yeah, no, so Studio Bones, they've maybe done one or two mildly interesting things in their life. Oh, yeah? They might have done a couple important anime, such as Soul Eater. Uh, oh. Mob Psycho 100, okay. Space Dandy, My Hero Academia, uh, Noragami, Eureka 7... Fucking Orin High School host club. So just you know, one or two things yeah, that, just, that yeah, might have seen the light ones. of day. Jesus. Holy shit. Bones is a big one. Yeah. Uh big boner. <laughs> yep. God, I hate myself. We'll edit that out. <laughs> Note to Urkel, edit that out. Uh, airing dates were April fifth, two thousand seven to September twenty seventh, two thousand seven. So like twelve years ago. Bouts. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Like visually. Uh, written, written and directed by Tensai Okamura, who also worked on Neon Genesis Evangelion. Oh, hey! He worked on that, uh, worked on Soul Eater, worked on SAO, and directed Blue Exorcist, as well as a couple others. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, I mean, perfectly good pedigree. Yeah. Studio who knew what the fuck they were doing, and director who knew what the fuck he was doing. Yeah, it was a good setup to create what they uh, made. A, a good-ass show. Yeah. <clears throat> cool. So, 
let's let's give you guys a little bit of a plot summary first. Oh yeah. Just in case you haven't watched in a while or or need a refresher or just something. So, Dark and Black takes place in semi post apocalyptic Tokyo. Only like it ain't that bad. Like yeah. like like it was a very minor apocalypse that happened. So like we lost like a quarter of South America. Yeah yeah, I believe it was. Was it fifteen hundred square miles? That sounds right. Yeah. So ten, so ten years ago, we, uh, two giant ass areas occur appeared in the world, uh, one in Tokyo, one in South America, called Heaven's Gate, the one in South America, and Hell's Gate, the one in Tokyo. Uh, shortly after these appeared, uh, individuals with superhuman powers called contractors start to manifest. The existence of contractors is a secret, held by the government. And uh, a big war started in South America, where people be killing each other and crazy shit. The the, big, the important thing about contractors is that they're different from humans in uh in, in a couple key ways. They have almost no emotions. They are yep. and they make every decision a hundred percent logically without letting emotions get involved. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I said, government keeping this all a secret. And then during this war called Heaven's War by the people who are in the know, so most, like, public security divisions, everyone who's not average Joe Bag of Donuts. Yeah. Kind of feels like everyone, like, the first thing they tell you when they give you, like, the janitorial clearance for this is is about contractors. But whatever. Yeah. It's still a secret. So, in, in Heaven's War, about five years, five years after the gate appeared, uh... Heaven's Gate went boom, and a 1,500-square-mile radius around Heaven's Gate, which is already pretty chunky to begin with, became physically impenetrable. They never actually mentioned what it means, but, like... It just means you can't it, get there. It, like, there's apparently, like, a force field or something. Like, like you cannot physically enter that zone. A chrome and, shield regios. Yeah, yeah, it. that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But there's some kind of, like, energy voodoo-woodoo bullshit in there. <laughs> and so people can't get in there. So now we go to Tokyo. Five years a- after that, uh, all events all surrounding a contractor named Hay, who works for a shady organization known simply as the Syndicate. The Syndicate. As they, and it, it, it's a fairly episodic action thriller. Where Hay uses his contractor powers, which are lightning, he's got, as well he's as happy boy, as well as uh, his like on on do black ops from Naruto training oh, to like yeah, yeah. <laughs> to like fucking he's got two knives on strings. He does, he does on, on metal strings that he uses to shock yes. people, and then he yes. like swings around, does shit, and just f- goes through missions for the syndicate. Very. Very dark, very adult tone. Mm-hmm. Uh, good. And then the one kind of mystery is is that uh, Hay does not have the same emotionlessness that other contractors have, nor does he pay a price for his contract. Yeah. That's the other thing. Contractors, whenever they use their powers, they have to pay a price. Whether it be stack rocks in a square, dog-eat-ear pages of books, eat hard-boiled eggs, cut themselves, yeah. break their some, hands, whatever. Some, and it's, it's interesting because during, during the show you can see kind of like a, the more overpowered the, the ability is, uh, the, the tendency is that the, the payment is much worse. Like there's a guy who can control gravity, 
but he has to break his fingers every time he uses an ability. Yes. Just, like, silliness. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was one other kind of character, one other kind of being that was created out of um, ah, Heaven, yes, the Heaven's Gate uh, incident. And those are dolls. This is from the original appearance, actually. From oh, the Heaven, just when they he- he- Heaven and Hells, yes. Oh, okay. So, dolls are just kind of, like... Humans that have had all emotions and, like, thoughts and... Literally all agency stripped from them. Yeah, they're just, like, husks that take orders and can speak. Yep. Like, they're they're still organic, so they have to eat, they have to do all the human things. Yeah, they, they have to poop still. Yeah, they got to poops. Uh, which is an issue at one point in the show, yes. kind of, I guess. Uh, but yeah. That's the other kind of being. But yes. other than that, I think that's the very... They are, they're described best as passive mediums. They, yeah. They have connections to some kind of, uh, like, spiritual being called a specter that, that through various means, I kind of think kind of dependent on the doll. Yeah. They can either via water or via, like, electric lines or glass or something. They can send out to do surveillance. That's the main purpose of dolls. Is that, is that they can go... Is it, They're just mediums that send out these specters. Mm-hmm. That, are, that are basically like their souls. Yeah. I think. So. First yeah. off. So, so let's talk about some shit that we like about the show. Sure. Uh, um, I'll, I'll, I'll take... Go for it. So, uh, this is like bread and butter... Bunner. Bread and butter. Bread and butter. <laughs> Sorry, my nose is a little plugged. It's all good. Um, like my kind of anime. You know, it's dark, it's actiony. Black. It's black. Darker than yeah, black. Darker than it, you know. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. Yep. Uh, but, I mean, it's... That joke will happen ten million more times, so oh, buckle up, folks. Easily. Get ready. Uh, it's it's just a hardcore action anime, you know? There's lots of blood, gore, aggression, you know? Like, that's... Uh, that's my kind of stuff. It also has some plot twists in it, which I do. I love me a good plot twist. I love me mm-hmm. uh, some some bamboozling on my part. I like it when I get bamboozled because I like to, you know, try to make guesses about things happening in the show. So I like mm-hmm. it when my expectations are subverted. Um, and I'll I'll get to it more in the art corner, but oh boy. The not only the soundtrack uh, for this show is amazing, but the sound design in general, just the effects, uh, how they work it into like the cinematography and everything is just amazing. Uh, I don't know if it's because I was looking more analytically at it specifically for the podcast or if it was that good. I'm pretty sure it was just that good because I mean, I noticed all of it. So, like, I. I, I loved all of the sound-based things mm. in this entire show. The world-building in this show is so compelling. Yeah. The, they really don't set it up like kind of what we expect out of a... Uh, I don't know. I, I say out of an anime, but, to, but what I'm kind of thinking of is, is the really big mainstream animes, like your shonens and your slice of life and that kind of stuff. Mm. It's not set up like that at all. It's, it's all very m- mature characters who you spend the show learning about and growing attached to and developing and, and stuff in in a really, really fun, interesting world and with has such a genius perspective on that. And the characters the characters are very 
uh, realistic. A lot yeah. of the times when you when you see when you watch anime, you see characters that are just almost like they took a character trait and made a caricature of that character trait. And I believe that's, that's called a one-dimensional character. That's yeah. actually the name for yeah. Yeah. Like the, the none of these characters. Well, there's like a handful of one-dimensional characters in the side character slots, but like, you know, most of the characters that you care about, you know, they have, they have more dimensions to them, and it's very interesting. They make a legitimate attempt. Yeah. To to flesh it out. Plus, it's like, it's like all the best parts of a cop drama mixed yeah. with like a detective thriller mixed with just like just like all all the stuff that. All, all stuff that you love, like, the gritty Wait. realism of to watch on HBO and Netflix and shit like that. Just, like, all those, all the elements of, like, a show like that. It's just so much fun. Like, if, if you, I'm, I'm gonna say it right now, uh, if you like Psychopaths, there yes, is... that was the show I was thinking of. There is not a chance that you won't like this show. Like, yeah. uh, Psychopaths, an amazing cop drama on Netflix, uh, one of my favorite animes, like... But if you like psychopaths, save the super oats. <laughs> oh, the super oats! But watch the show; you'll get it. Yeah, yeah, you gotta get to the end though. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, what did you like, Michael? Let me know about this show. Yes, I think I kind of went over it. It's just uh, I, I love the, I love the setting. I, I just yeah, love watching. I I think Hey, main character is a freaking badass. He's Super cool, despite the fact that I referred to him once as Black Ops Pikachu. That's <laughs> because he is Black Ops Pikachu. He is, he is. He's, he's a special forces operative who can use electricity, so it's basically, he's, Bla he's Black Ops he's Pikachu. Black Ops Pikachu. Yeah. And, like, he's got, he's got the fighting moves, like, Pikachu, or, like, they're not Like fight. Pikachu? <laughs> they're not, like, actually fighting type, but he's got, like, you know, some good kicks, which could be, like, Iron Tail and, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fisticuffs like volt tackle and such, you know. I imagine that he calls that move where he like dodges punches and then like just grabs their face and smashes into the ground. That's his version of volt tackle. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> yeah, just, just like curbs, just curb slam a bitch. Yes. Uh, the I don't know if I could. One of the things about this show is that, like we said, it is rather episodic, so it's mm. hard to like. It's hard for me to say, like, really good things about, about what they did with the plot. Because there is kind of an overarching plot, but only in the loosest, loosest sense. In that... It's, it, it's not so much as a plot as it is just, like, a goal. Yeah. Like, he's got something he's working towards, he, he but does, there's not, does. like, a, a form to how he's going to get there. Absolutely correct. Um, other than that, there were just, like... For me, it was just a bunch of high points in the series. Mm -hmm. I, I, I have a hard time but, uh, battening down, apart from what I already said, just, like, things that I loved in the show. Or, like, things about the show that I loved. Yeah. But they, it was just a bunch of very, very solid things. But it was not all perfect. Uh, there, as much as Urkel wants to just, like ooey-gooey gush over the show for, like, there, an hour. It, there and, were some issues. Yep. Oh, God. Computer locked, but it's probably fine. Everything's fine. So. I think, I don't know. Yeah. So, first off, did you see the theme song Nip Slip? What? There's a Nip Slip in the theme song. 
a totally a nipple just pops up. Oh. It's, you know that part, okay, so it's, in the theme song, there's this part where there's, like, this lady, like, who's just, like, a pink outline, you know, she's, like, dancing around, and then yeah. she, like, blows Hay a kiss or something like that, yeah. when she's flipping, and her boobs come up, you can just see a nipple sitting on top, just a straight-up nipple. Just the, the bet. Uh. Yep. And, and every time, I, I just quietly yell to myself, nip slip, <laughs> every time I watch the show. Oh, I, yeah. I just need to share that with you. Um, there was some... Did you notice that he also lived in, in apartment 201? <sighs> okay. <laughs> in, 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 uh, in episode 2, when, uh, the, when, when the, there's a chief detective lady, uh, Misaki Kirihara, yep. who is, like, one of the strongest female protagonists that I've seen in anime. Easily. In, in, like a, in a hot minute. Very strong. She is, she is so empowered, doesn't need fucking anyone, is legitimately a badass. But she's going and questioning Hay at his house without knowing that it's him. And, uh, and as she's walking away, she stops and she kind of looks back at the, at the house and her, at the apartment number. And, and Saito, her partner goes, oh, what, what you looking at, chief? And she goes, oh, uh, nothing. And she walks past, and you can see that the next apartment number is 202. So they kind of, like, subtly slipped it in there. Uh, okay. Which, I, I thought that was okay. It was cute. You, you, you didn't notice it, obviously, because it was not like they were super obvious That's very and, and gross about it. You're right, you're right. Gross. Um, they played it a little fast and loose with physics sometimes. Yeah, um, yeah. There was. I mean, but that's anime, man. Like, there's no anime that does good <laughs> physics. When your power system is a hundred percent physics based, I- I'm gonna call you out on it. All right, that's I- fair. I- I'm gonna actually call you out you on it. One, Hayes' coat is supposedly bulletproof. Yeah, this there, one was. A little there hard. is no coat that, when taken a full clip of nine millimeter shots from. Five feet away, you just get up and be like, "What up, bitches? I'm going on." <laughs> so, like the big part for that is just like, you know, you're still the, sure the bullet might not break through the coat, but like you're still getting the impact of a bullet. It's just not going in you. Like yep. it'll break your bones. Like it'll fuck up your body. Absolutely like, will. Bleh. Next one. Uh. Gravity nullification does not equal a dude flying into the sky as soon as you activate it. They would have to jump first or go up somehow. If you nu- if you nullify the grav if you just nullified all effects of gravity on me right now, I don't just rise up like a goddamn helium balloon. I sit here until I exert a force, and then I move opposite to that force, Newton's first law. Isn't the Earth exerting some kind of outward force on you? It's exerting an inward force called gravity. But no, there is not a constant air... There's not a constant air vent that is... Well, no, I know, but like with the spinning of the Earth, and I thought the reason that we don't fall off... centripetal force just goes... Yeah, that's what I... Straight up in the sky? Well, not straight up. That might have been dumb. But, like, I thought... I thought if you weren't getting 
suction cup to the earth by a good old gravitas, you'd get tossed. Okay. Um. When. Can you tell I'm a music manager? <laughs> I don't know how science works. All right. Um. I. God, now you're gonna be fucking thinking. Uh, <laughs> now, are you correct or not? Okay, if I take an ant and I mm-hmm. put it on an apple and yep. I fucking go, and I just spin that shit as hard as I can, what happens to the ant? Flies off. I don't know. Yeah, me neither. I... Alright. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, fine. Okay. Maybe. I don't think he flies straight <laughs> yeah, up in no. the air, though. It might have and been then, a little bit much. And, and, then Mi- and, and then Misaki says, check the local air currents to see uh, over the radio to see which way he blows so to see where he lands. If he... If it's really that, then I... Then there is no goddamn way that he's flying in the air and then he's drifting along like 99 fucking red balloons. He is... He, if he's going with the irresistible force, he's going pew, out yeah. into outer space every You're time he activates his powers. In space. Absolutely. He doesn't just drift through the sky with the greatest of ease. But Christ. yeah. So. That's a thing. That's a, that's um, a negative, yes. Next. Hey. I don't know if that's how electricity works. All the time. Uh, there were times when you would step in like literal, I don't know, giant ass like rivers or like culvert ditches and like blast a dude from the other side of existence with electricity. Just by saying it through. Like, water, I don't know if it's like, if that much water conducts electricity that well. Plus like, all the pollutants in the water I feel would like also it, resist electric current. Yeah, but I feel like it's an amount thing. We have no idea how much how much electricity he pumps through him. So like, okay. if it's enough, I'm sure you could write it off with that. But Fair. I don't know. I know what you mean. Like, yeah. I feel it. Yeah, I don't know. There's just, just a couple things. Um, I gotta think if I had. There were there were a couple of points, and I'm sure Michael will we'll, we'll talk about this later in the art corner again. There were a couple of points where the animation just kind of like tanks out of nowhere. Yeah. Animation uh, is one of the, is, is my biggest issue with the show. Honestly. That's fair. I mean mine too, but only because my other quarrels are so minor that like none of them really beat out the medium sized quarrel that I have with some of the animation issues. Yeah, for sure. Uh what did you think about like I don't want to dive in super deep to it, but, like, what do you think of the, of the voice actors for this show, for the dub? Because I know that we took a big old poop on, on Evangelion for having the worst dub I've ever heard in my life. Uh, I, I loved a lot of them. Uh, yeah, I'm, I thought they were really clean. Uh, I'm pretty sure that the voice of Amber was my, my dead man Wonderland waifu, but I'm oh, not yeah? 100% sure. It. She might have been. It, the voice sounded familiar enough that it was. It might have been that. Uh, I thought Hay did an amazing job. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. There, like, just a, a a specific one is is when he's talking to the police chief and they're like out for food and he's like, no sudden movements. There's somebody watching <laughs> yeah. from behind you. Um, because he has, 
He has this thing where he's like, he has this emotional feel to him, but when he's doing contractor work most of the time, he's just like a... He, 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 put, he basically puts on, he, he puts on the mask. Yeah. He, 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 he's, a, he's, a, he's got a job to do and he gets it done. So he separates himself from, from, yeah. from the job, kind of goes like heartless. He's killed a lot of people. He, mm-hmm. he gets the job done. Yeah. And he, he flips back between those two like seamlessly and the voice actor does too and he does an amazing job of it yeah um there wasn't really any uh any of the voice actors that i really didn't like i would bet actual dollars to donuts that there's no way the mi6 agents were actually british not a chance and because that british accent was mediocre at best like it was all right I mean, it it wasn't how actually British people talk. I don't think. Well, I mean, it's I feel like it's how dumb Americans think British people I, talk. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it was very 007 Bond. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, but, like oh, get, get in the car. Yeah. It, was, it, was very, it was very, like, old, posh English. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Kind of accent. Not any kind of accent that, like... An actual British person of that age would have. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Have you noticed that America, that British people do a lot better American accents than Americans do British accents? Oh, yeah. Like Benedict Cumberbatch doing an an American accent is is really really good. Um, Hugh Laurie's Hugh Laurie, American that's accent. That's what I was gonna say. That is fucking, nuts. Fucking house is British. I had. No idea that Hugh Laurie had a British accent until I actually found Same. his music. Yeah, and then you hear him singing, and you're like, what? If any of you have seen Hugh Laurie in anything, so House, Stuart Little, the other stuff he's been in, I don't really remember any much else that he was in. I mainly know him from House. If you like him, he's got music on YouTube, and he does uh, an incredible cover of uh, St. James Infirmary. That you like have to listen to a hundred thousand percent recommend it. For sure, I I don't know if I've heard that one. I'll have to check it out. Oh yeah, I'll show you. Awesome, dude. Uh, do you want to do art corner? Or do you want to talk a little bit more about the show? Uh, let's hit him with the art corner. Actually, I oh, want, oh. may I drop one more thought? You absolutely may. <clears throat> one of the things I like about this show that I don't think I covered. Is that was, the food animation looks amazing and it makes me hungry? That's every anime time I though, watch. dude. Have you when, when <laughs> you ever watched anime when you saw food and you were like, "I just want 20. <laughs> like, like anime is like thirty percent food porn. Yeah, I mean it's, at least. <laughs> just like every bowl of ramen at a ramen shop, you just want to just like just shove tw- eighty bowls in your face. Oh. It's just like. Looks perfectly like salty and glistening and porky and oh porky yeah it's not real porky real porky <laughs> porky I would not go over well in the JEU no it absolutely wouldn't no no porkiness no in the JEU. no porky no porky ramen over there yeah the JEU. thing I realized that I probably shouldn't have realized before JEU could probably be pronounced Jew <laughs> <laughs> oh that. Is good. Let, also, Keep an eye out for tweet, our merch. <laughs> tweet at us if you want JEU t-shirts. Yes. If you I have mean, no idea what we're talking about, check out check out the 
ramble clusterfuck that was Neon Genesis Evangelion. Is that episode four? Three. Three? This is four. This is four. I thought this was five. This is four. Well, shit. <laughs> okay. Now back to the thing you were actually going to yeah, say. Yeah, for sure. Sorry. So, <laughs> before we got about food porn and Jews. <laughs> what an excellent yeah. side topic. Well, yeah, that was a very good tangent. So, <laughs> uh, well, so the thing I really like about the show, amongst others, is that it will quite frequently, I guess not quite frequently, occasionally... Flip over to someone else's viewpoint, uh, who's not Hey, Guy Kurosawa, a detective. It will occasionally flip over to his viewpoint. Or it'll flip over to, uh, like, Yin's viewpoint, the, 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 the main doll. doll of the series. Yeah. Or it'll flip over to Misaki's viewpoint or something. What I love is that is the feeling that the world is still going on. Behind, yeah. b- behind everyone. The fact is that everyone's life in here is truly interconnected, and that just because we're focusing on someone else for an episode, it all you can still see all the other things happening behind the scenes. That if you're cued, that, that if you're kind of like clued in, like the audience is, you're like, oh, I see what's going on, or like yeah. he's doing investigating this, or or you'll see, hey. Uh, working at the same, working as like a librarian or something at the same mansion that Guy Kurosawa's uh, searching for a lost cat at, mm. and you're like, oh, what, what's Hay doing there? Is is he investigating the string of suicides? It just, it just made, it just gave a, a break in the story from the same old, Hay gets mission, acts like normal person, eats eats lots of food, kills people, which. Uh, had the potential to get very formulaic, it, yeah. If it if it just kept yeah. on going mission after mission after mission, yeah. I, I thought those I thought those little moments, regardless of my feelings about Guy Kurosawa, who I thought was an okay character, but nothing amazing, not very very much not fleshed out as much as I would like him to. Very, that is the one one dimensional yeah. character. In the he show. really they tried by saying that he used to be a cop. Yeah, but they that gave was him it. A second of light. Yep, but it was. Just... I think he was most supposed to be like comic relief. Yeah, no, he reminds me, or like a counterpoint to Hay. He reminds me a lot of uh, Space Dandy. A little just bit, yeah. Dandy, yeah. Actually, is it? It might actually be the same voice actor. Yeah. Uh, it. I mean, it. Uh, it could be. All things are possible in God. Yes. I... <laughs> All things are possible in the JEU. In the JEU! You! Copyright strike, stop! <laughs> Speaking of which, Art Corner. Da, 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 no. <laughs> uh, okay, that, that was my last little thought. You have any final thoughts before Art Corner? Uh, yeah. Fuck, I feel like we have not really done this show justice and, like, explaining. Like, what and, happens and, in it? Or just, like, do you think people even have an idea of what the fuck we're talking about? I hope so. Like, what happens in the show? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I mean, there's people with superpowers that go around and do things that people with superpowers in other shows do. <laughs> like, it, it, like, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a pretty, like, it's a pretty done format. Like, 
you know, something happens. But something about the show is, just, is so different. Yeah, it's, it's it's not like any other show I've seen. It's it's it's. I like, don't think I can convey that nicely. Well, think of it. Think of so. Think of it this way then, uh, for the people listening and for Michael. Uh, mostly for Michael. Mostly for Michael. That Imagine like like superhero movies, right? They're super formulaic. You know, you got the superhero, you got the bad guy progression, bad guy superhero fight, superhero wins. Just mm-hmm. except for Avengers. Yeah. Uh, like, you could, yes. Uh, you could think of it like that, where this is that that classic formula of there's people with superpowers, uh, there's people trying to control them, uh, they fight, they win. Like, mm-hmm. this... Hey seems more like an anti-hero. This fell, seems more yeah. like an anti-hero yeah. plotline. Yeah. But I yeah, I get your point. Anti-hero, but because he kills yeah. the people. And there's but there's there's small things that make this show different than other shows. Like you have the payment system where wherever the contractors use their abilities, they have to, you know, do some task to, you know, not explode into fairy dust because. Do we figure out what happens when a contractor doesn't pay? No, we, we don't know. One one thought was that they uh, melt like butter, but oh, yes. but that but it's never confirmed. That was just a speculation. Yeah, but yeah. So like there there are subtle things, and I really think it's the writing that that puts this it apart is. from other shows. Because I mean, it's you know it's a it's a template. This show like it is. it's you can, like I like that. I was I was gonna get to this a little bit in in the like host discussions. Michael is aggressively playing with his cat right now, uh, giving it's it Linda all of the loves. We have both cats in the room. We do uh, we have a whole audience. Oh no, the other cat just left. Oh no, probably gonna take a poop. Disaster. Uh, but like I was gonna get this. You could take any like. I'm gonna save it for later. Actually, okay. We're, we'll get there. Let's go to the art corner. Let's let's take. Let's go to the art corner. Let's walk down Sesame oh, Street. Also, if you stick around, I'm gonna actually ex- answer all all the questions the show leaves you with because there are a lot. I'm excited. And I actually researched them all and I, I have explained for everything. No idea, including what the gate is and such. All right. Okay. <clears throat> cool. What what happened to Heaven's Gate? Everything. All right. So, anyways, art corner. Take it away, Urkel. Okay. Why did the music suck ass? Oh, it didn't suck ass. No, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Hit me. So, let's start from the top. OP1. OP1! Uh, this is a great OP. It's um, it's more in that, like, punky, hard rock vein. Uh, a lot like uh, Dead Man Wonderland's opening. A lot like... Uh, a little bit like OP2 for uh, Death Note. Uh, which are those? That's high praise coming from me because yeah. those are my two favorite ops. Yep. So like, this is in the same vein. I wouldn't say it's as good. I think. Brave the produ- your troops and brave your troops. Is that not one of them? Yeah, I mean, uh, or is that just more like a, it's like a, a guilty pleasure? Uh, oh no, it's up there. That's like top five. <laughs> oh easily. nice. I Chrome Shield Regios is opening. We're gonna do an episode on that show eventually. Are we? It's we have to. So we can rant about Rainbow Sword. Yes. Uh, no. <laughs> but uh, you know the op the op is really good. I think the production value on it was pretty. It was a lot lower than what I'm used to in a lot of animes. It didn't seem as polished. 
just like the, the quality of this, uh, the recording. Um, but it could have been because of the time frame it came out in and stuff, uh, recording quality. And it could be because of the, the janky way I watched it and stuff. But, uh, I, I mean, completely legally, I yeah, might add completely janky legal way. I watched it on my, on my cellular device. We will admit to nothing else. No, I mean, I fucking, because we will not be liable. No. On. Well, I, no, what I meant by that was I've dropped this phone in got it. glasses okay, okay. of water before and, like, my speakers are messed up. Got it. Okay, okay, okay. I watched this on Amazon video or whatever that okay. was streaming. Okay, you did service. actually. Yeah. Oh, I, good. I, hey, I, 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 bought, I bought Amazon. I, I got the free trial of Amazon Prime and canceled it nice. as soon as I was done with the show. That's that. We take those. Yep. We take those. <laughs> Still counts. Uh, Still counts. <laughs> Um, you know, outro one is, uh, I mean, it's, it's an outro. I mean, it doesn't do anything for me. I don't Nope. Like outro two is worse though. It's like, here's a really dark scene and this is the end of the episode. Oh no, this character died. Here's an eighties rock ballad. What was the outro for The that? fucking, the beach one. Yes. Outro <laughs> two is just like, it's just like. Complete copy and paste, <laughs> just like the most stereotypical. No good outros. Woo! Eighties uh, like rock ballad, like that's Believe all. Believe in yourself. Yeah, it just, was one step away from that. Yeah, is janky. Um, Op two, not as good as Op one in my opinion. I have a way in thought on that. Okay. Now, when I first watched this show, when I was a little baby boy. I loved OP2. I had that shit on my iPod. I jammed to it because there was something real fucking catchy about that song. It's called A Hero Without a Name. I think by Ong Cafe or something cafe. Something like that. Uh, it It is real just like hype and jazzy. And Urkel's, um, by time for Urkel can hum it for me, because I forget how it goes. Uh, da, da, oh, I know why it's catchy now. Uh, it's because it's got, it's got the, it's got the hype drum beat for OPs. Yes, that's why. <laughs> yes, that's why. It's got the hype it's, drum beat. Yeah, like, and I, and I love that shit. Like, I, it's so crazy to, to look at. Um, Japanese rock music and stuff because they take these like these dance beats and put them in with distorted <laughs> guitar. Yeah. Like there's just no rules. They're just yeah. allowed to do whatever. Synthesizers, strings. Ah, you know, fucking throw a cello in there. Who gives a shit? Beautiful orchestral voices. Uh, Remember Fate uh, Zero OP2? <clears throat> was that one? That, that was the really good one with the... Uh, yeah. <laughs> with the yeah uh, oh god that's yeah I, I remember yeah, that yeah. it's so good but like this is in that in that vein where like you know Japan has this this awesome version of, of metal and rock music that's just it, it truly sets you up for the energy and it gets you hyped for the episode oh, yeah, my, um, my, my, my actual comment about OP2 that yeah. I actually wanted to bring up uh did you notice the booty fading job that they did at the beginning of it? Um, I, I honestly, when I talk about OPs, 
I don't watch the OPs. I just listen to them. Okay, most okay. Of the time. Most no, of the time, no, no, I, no, no, I no. Purposely... I'm talking about sound. They, the they did. Booty. You you could only notice it because if you were wearing headphones oh, okay. during it, because at the very beginning of the song, um, they <clears throat> take the they they take the left right right fader knob and they go. <laughs> and that. And, oh yeah, 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 yeah! I know what you're talking about. And it's about actually, now. I, I try listening. Booty There's, <laughs> there is. If you just listen with one ear, half of it, there's no sound in yeah. one of your ears for, just... for their for opening. It's the most amateur, like Michael Spear audio editing job. If I wanted to cause that effect, it's literally just left, right, left, right, done. <laughs> It is. Yeah. It is the worst thing I've ever heard. It. They had an interesting idea and they executed it poorly. And I, they executed it like a bunch of chimpanzees <laughs> who've never seen a, who've never God seen damn. like Fruity Loop Studio man, for the this, first time. This man is coming at their it, life. It's. Sucked. It ruined the song that I love because some primate thought <laughs> thought he knew how to operate audacity because I can do that in audacity had too. The audacity I, had to, to operate like, audacity. They just took the track and they just silenced the top one and then they silenced the bottom one and they silenced the top one and that was what they did. It took five seconds. We'll jerk it off on the keyboard <laughs> in order to cause that effect it sucked and it was my one of my favorite openings and i can never listen to it again because some penis (laughs) decided that he wanted that he wanted to fucking flick the bean of the recording studio and just (laughs) i am not okay i can fucking tell i am not okay oh my god Sorry, needed to get that off my <laughs> no, chest. Dude, like that's you know, Boca de Gallo, the spiciest therapy podcast on the internet. Oh know? my shit! <laughs> he's, he's, he's Way to it. take three seconds of a song and poop on my childhood. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, okay, okay. Next, I'm gonna so, find out that the person who wrote the like the English card fight vanguard theme was actually a white supremacist, like with my luck. And it's just gonna ruin that one for me too. Remember that theme? The card fight vanguard theme? Um, vanguard, it's not a lie. This region will be starting now. That, yeah, no. I, that was also something that I actually, that one of my previous girlfriends actually burned onto a CD for me so we could jam to it in the car. Christ. Yep. That was lit, and That's... now, that was that would be the only way that anime music could hurt me worse than this did. <laughs> As if he was a white right, white supremacist. Yeah, yeah, or like Christ. or like beat baby seals or some <laughs> shit. I don't know. Okay, so now that we've we've unloaded I'm Michael's better. baggage about OP two, um, I want to talk about something that I haven't really talked about in the other episodes, which is. The sound design for this show. Now, what I mean by sound design is all of the all of the sound things you hear that aren't dialogue or music. What I mean by sound design is like you know gunshots, helicopter noises, uh, clicky bits, you know, like just anything else. Uh, and the sound design in this show is amazing. The sound sound effects are absolutely incredible. Um, 
they uh, all the transitions go really well. Uh, it doesn't have my biggest sound design pet peeve, which is the stock fucking sound clip of cicadas being as <laughs> annoying as possible. It's just the most. It's the most generic transition noise. You'll be in the middle of a fucking city, and it'll it'll do an establishing <laughs> shot of an apartment, and you'll just hear cicadas everywhere. It's like why enough cicadas to take over the known universe? Fuck Christ! I hate that shit so much. Yeah. Uh, but just to just to give you one example of probably one of my favorite transitions uh, in any anime almost ever uh there's a bit where there's a crazy character named something like havoc havoc is it havoc the, the red-haired chick yeah it's havoc yeah i did it i remembered a name without looking at my sheet good job uh, it only sheet. took me <laughs> my pe- my phone, phone. Yeah. yeah my character sheet on my phone sir yeah uh <laughs> Um, but the, she's just batshit crazy. Uh, Not when anymore. you, when you first meet her, uh, she's just kind of like spaced out oh, and she oh, like, looks little, crazy. Little, like, like PTSD. Yeah. She, she looks like. She, she looks fucked up. Yeah. Uh, uh, and there, there's a transitional shot where it goes to them like loading her into a helicopter and, and they ask her a question and she answers with something like really cryptic and creepy and stuff and Is then it you, like the nothing ever changes line yeah uh and then uh the transition it just like slow zooms on her face and they slowly pan in uh uh like the the sound of the helicopter blades and it's just it it like makes you feel like there's just pure chaos going on in her head it's just like <sighs> like that's the sound in her head as mm-hmm. it zooms in on her face uh, and that just, that struck me super well, or, like, super hard, and I started to pay more attention to a lot of the sound design, and it's just, I love it. <laughs> yes, my background is from, my, Michael just noticed my my phone background, which, you know, honestly, I think I'm going to post it on the social media, because it's my favorite screenshot I've ever taken of an anime. Uh, there's a point, <gasps> a point in Neon Genesis Evangelion, which was the last show we talked about. Where one of the mech sh- suits gets shot with a pair of missiles, it punches the first one and then gets hit directly in the face with the other one. For some reason, because these are, you know, nonsensical yeah. anime missiles, yeah. they don't blow up. So <laughs> she's just standing there with two missiles just impacted onto the body of the mech. Uh, it, it's goofy as fuck. Yeah, it's a goofy ass picture. But but yeah, sound design of Darker Than Black, very excellent. OP1, great. OP2, less great. Uh, outro 1, garbage. Outro 2, even more garbage. Yeah. I will say, and this doesn't count because there is actually an outro song after this song. There's a, there's a, uh, a song that plays at the very end of the last episode. Uh, the OVA? Really, what? Is it the OVA? Which is episode 26, the one with... Yeah. yeah, That's the OVA episode. Okay. At the very end of the OVA episode, uh, it it makes you feel the, like, 
both sadness and the happiness of things that have happened. You know, it's it's very beautifully well written uh, thing, and then they. Fuck it all up with the same garbage ass '80s fucking rock ballad at the end of it. I'm like, all you had to do was just cut to black, or something darker than black, but yeah. and and just leave <laughs> it there. Like aggressive drummer <laughs> as quickly as possible. But I'm Uh, yeah. All right, let's I, talk about anime. Let me bang through animation because there are a couple more things that I really want to talk about before the show ends. Job. Okay, so animation. This show is right in the butter zone of when I was watching anime, Just so it has a really nostalgic look for me. Right in the butter zone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah What's yeah. the butter zone? <laughs> it means, like, the sweet spot. The like, sweet spot? Yeah, yeah, that's that's a thing people no, say. No, it's the butter <laughs> And you know, you know, you slow it down and deconstruct the sentence, it sounds stupid as fuck. But, like, okay, but, okay, like, comment, and subscribe if butter zone is actually a thing. <laughs> Right in the butter zone. Anyway, <laughs> okay. All right. Talk. Tell me about your butter zone. <laughs> I'd rather not now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> God damn it. It's a thing. All right. All right. All right. Okay. So okay. This is right in the time. This is right in the era where when I watch the most anime, like most of the shows that I've watched come from this era with this animation style. So the visuals look hella nostalgic to me. Mm. This looks. I don't know. This looks like all the shows that we would watch when we were kids. Yeah. So it, that part of it is great. Just brings back all the memories that like mid two thousands, like not the hyper real, not like the hyper good animation they have now, but just like lots of just lots of good classic. They're starting to integrate more computer techniques involved with still some good hand drawings, and it looks pretty. Except when it doesn't. And here's my thing. Yeah. Uh, this show has a tendency to skip fine details on foreground objects, like uh, like hand, like clothing and handheld items. Uh, a coat will be a, shown to be a coat just because it has a few lines drawn in it to show where it's puffed. A purse it just is roughly sketched, mm. like like with a pencil one time over. Yeah. Uh, m- moving objects suffer the worst from this. Everything in the foreground or moving looks like ass. And the background or everything that doesn't move is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Is beautifully drawn like works of pastel art. And everything in the foreground looks a little bit like a child's drawing in comparison. And it's and it's not yeah. amazing. One, one thing they did get right, though, is the lip flaps. The lip flaps pretty much always synced up to the to the actual words they were saying. You didn't have, like, phantom mouth, where you had, like, more Japanese than than English coming out and it didn't yeah. quite work. I thought the lip flaps were synced up very, very well. That was good stuff. And then, finally, this show has a very big problem with side profiles of characters. This is something that I noticed, but I don't know if Urkel did, is that whenever you have one of the favorite shots of the show, which is two characters facing each other, and you're watching them from the side, their heads look like elongated reptilian monsters. They look absolutely horrifying. And I hate it. And ew, gross. They do They do goof up some anatomy. Yeah. No. I, my favorite case of the animation just kind of... Animation just kind of dropping off is in, like, episode two where High is running away with the, with the, the girl that he's trying to protect mm-hmm. and they run down a fire escape 
and it's like everything from the waist up <laughs> yeah. doesn't move, and they're b- far away and blurry, and they go way too fast down the <laughs> stairs. <laughs> so it's just like, it looks like an abridged animation where they purposely made the characters, like, doubled the walking animation of what it was in the original recording. Like, yep. it's, it's rough. Yeah. Okay, so now I want to get into a couple host topics. Cool. All right, first thing... Because we don't have a ton of time left, but I still want to talk about some shit before I explain to you what the point of the show was and uh, and, and the entire story behind it. Because it's crazy. So first thing I want to talk about crazy. And, and the main thing. Now we agreed the show has a very adult tone, right? Oh yeah. I was very confused about its relationship with sex in the show because it tried to bring it in in some ways, but in other ways it felt like it was almost in like. A PG way, or like PG thirteen, like shying away from it in in other ways. What uh, one on 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 the bringing it inside, and now I have no problem with it going with either sex or no sex either way. You can have a perfectly gritty world without like a bunch of like weird sexual stuff, or you can bring it in and and integrate it. But it kind of went back and forth for me. One of the very good ways it did, uh, havoc was found in in a whorehouse. They mentioned that in the show. I don't know yeah. if you caught that. Yeah, no, I which I, which like, and, and she, and she looks like she's like skinny and strung out and just like has the million mile stare and stuff. And you're yeah. like, okay, and like she just didn't know where to go. She got real fucked up and like ended up in a whorehouse because she just didn't care and just yeah. wanted and just wanted a place to sleep. And then you know, like whore, just getting horned out. And which I thought, oh, what a great deal. What, what a great world building detail because just like. It's just it it makes sense for a character who just doesn't care anymore. Yeah. To just like end up in like a shithole of humanity like that. Yeah. Another way was that they had a whole thing where dolls, like you were talking before, were getting trafficked as sex objects. Yeah. And and there was a whole thing about a guy basically trying to save th- this doll from playtime with some creepy old rich man, uh, which was heartwarming and everything. I was like, good. But then there were other moments when it was just like, uh, you the sex? No, none of that. Yeah, uh, the like, what the the big one was that in a in Pandora when Hay infiltrates the Gate Research Station Pandora and begins to like, and, and then meets up with this syndicate member, this uh, Indian woman, who is a scientist in their work for the syndicate. And then, uh, there's this scene of her walking out of a bathroom with Hay after, like, debriefing. The, uh, Hay's boss, who's a janitor, who doesn't know that Hay's a secret agent, kind of, like, gives them, kind of, like, gives her, like, the, what were you doing in there kind of look. And then she, like, starts to walk away, looks back, and then kind of gives him, like, the bedroom eyes and, and a smile. Yeah. And then, and he's like, oh, me? And then it cuts, and then, and then it cuts to, like, Hay and the janitor. Boss eating lunch in in the cafeteria, and the janitor's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I like, uh, you know, we're both men of the world." <laughs> well, like basically, like elbow bumping and shit like that. I'm like, "I did the sexy time." I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> did she blow him or something?" Like, Christ. I, I assumed that she blew him, and like, whatever. I think the show that's was- fine. And then immediately in the next scene, she's like, "Oh, I just flirted with him. We didn't do anything bad like that." And I was like, what do you mean like that? What? I thought it would be like the man... You're, you're a woman, I don't know, who's desperate 
to keep this reasonable. Like, like this job at Pandora is the most important thing in your world for you right now. Yeah. And, like, you... But you are aghast at the opportunity at the idea of doing, like, a little sexy time to, like, keep your cover? Really? I just see... She was her... willing to do pretty much, like, anything. Except just... blow the dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, that would never happen. I feel like the show looked to, uh, like, identify sex and just sex in general with the bad people of the show. Okay. Uh, good people can't do the do. Yeah, no, they're not allowed. Uh, you know, good people can't even hold hands. That's true. After uh, nine o'clock, that's yeah. how babies happen. Yeah, that's how babies happen. That is how Babby is formed. That is how Babby is formed. Confirmed. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I definitely got the vibe that that like the the few times they brought in sex, it was always bad. Yeah. Uh, bad situations. There was no good happy romantic sex. Or even the good guys can't do the do. Otherwise, they would just be like. If they did, they would be bad guys. Yeah. And yeah. Okay. That was just my thought. I, I, I yeah. just thought that was interesting, how, how the show had a weird sex relationship. But So I had, I had one quick host yeah, topic, me. if we still have time. Uh, so just to, just to kind of harken back to that formulaic discussion, I was thinking about this earlier today. What if you took this anime, you made it not animated... You kept uh, a similar baseline plot where there's a group of people who are quote-unquote normal and a group of people who are quote-unquote not normal uh, and then pitted them against each other, kind of like how it is in the show where, like, you know, humans don't really like the contractors and the contractors are, like, you know, not really liking of the humans uh, and then just made it a racial thing and didn't make it animated. What, so, like, black people? I mean, like, kind of, yeah. Like, it, it felt like there were there was, like, a lot of, of like, uh, parallels to, like, uh, uh, like racism. And, I mean, you it know, might have been trying to say, like, a racism thing. Yeah, it definitely it gave, it gave some uh, prejudice vibes yeah. to me. And I thought that was... I thought that was really interesting. Like, I, it was... It felt like a... a a theme from, like, the real world ported into an anime, you know? Like, it felt like, mm -hmm. you know, classist and racist and points and stuff like that. I just thought that was that was interesting that they they kind of went went for that. Uh, I didn't I didn't get it the first time I watched it through when I was when I was younger and still in high school. But now sure. I'm a little bit more aged and cultured and have experienced more than my small white town and yeah. I can now usually you've notice met, things a little a bit more. person. Yeah, I mean, it was fucking magical. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, can, I, can, we, can I cut that part out? Yeah, probably. <laughs> no. No, I, no be, and, and, and like, that, that, that's really true. I mean, like, coming from a small town, like, it's, it's, it's a thing. Sometimes it's hard to notice that kind of stuff, but... Yeah, no, I thought that I just thought that was interesting. That, sure. that there was a lot of like parallels to what's happening in the world now to what's what's happening mm -hmm. in the anime. Right. But yeah. So now before I give the explanation of this, I I think it's let's just say I think we both liked it. This is both this is a recommend by both of us. Unless yep. you have any unless you're gonna throw me a curveball at the end. Secret I hate it yep. so much. Haha. <laughs> so now if you don't wanna hear that and you wanna like save it for like Mystery, or want to watch Gemini the Meteor, which is season two, or any sh which we did not watch, or any shit like that, 
You can just turn off the podcast. It's done. I, and we're going to wait like, this is the time. And end it now. Okay, still here? Okay, so now you want to know what the fuck happens. Yes. You, you, you want to hear this, Urkel? Yes. Do you actually want to hear this, though? Yes. I don't think you're ready. Yes. I think you're ready now. So now, here is the explanation of Darker Than Black. The gate is alive. It is a fifth dimensional being who feeds off of emotional and psychological energy of the contractors and dolls it creates. Um, That is why they have no emotions, because the gate is a fifth dimensional being eating their emotions. Um... It is trying to kill off all three-dimensional life. Uh, the contractors are a self-defense mechanism, and their sole purpose is to protect the gate. This happens because since they only care about self-preservation, it's always in their best interest to protect the gate, otherwise they will die. So the, so the pure logic and the emotionlessness is built in as a side effect of making them. Why some people are contractors and why some people are dolls, we don't know. But that is all decided inside of the gate. Uh, Heaven's Gate still exists. It, right as it was about to die during the last sunspot cycle, it actually went into self-defense mode in that it removed itself from the third dimension in and that, retreated it into a separate dimension, taking out. It turned itself sideways in the defense position. Yes. And had a higher defense value than the attacking monster. Because it's Yu-Gi-Oh! joke! I'm, s- I'm so sorry. Keep going. I'm the worst. <laughs> that was... I, I thought that was going to be so funny. And then, like, I, I, you could tell because it, like, decayed. And, yeah, no, that was... Ooh. Oh, my comedy chops oh, are suffering. It's all good, Man, my dude. My, you keep trucking with that description. I'm so cool. Heaven's Gate took a big chunk of South. <laughs> it's okay, Chew. Uh, we, we still love you. Uh, so Heaven's Gate just moved into a different dimension to protect uh, itself. Yes. So now the reason. So now, well, the choice that they wanted to make was that, um, actually, Evening Primrose Ambrose Group was the good guys, but they're actually the bad guys because Heaven's Gate is trying to kill every... I mean, because Hell's Gate's trying to kill everyone. Just like Heaven's Gate was. And so by trying to protect it and cause the South America explosion again, they were trying to get the gate to go into the, to go into the defense mode to protect itself, whereas the Syndicate is actually the good guys and you need to, to destroy the gate in order to save humanity before the gates eat everybody. And also kill the contractors and basically move everyone into a fifth dimensional plane of existence. So, I, so you know the whole thing of the show where actually, like, it was the choice between Evening Primrose and the Syndicate, right? Mm-hmm. Destroy the gate or cause Heaven's Gate again, right? Yeah. Um, it's actually flipped from what they wanted you to think. Syndicate, actually the good guys... Because the gate's trying to kill everyone. Yeah. Actively. Evening Primrose, actually the bad guys, because they're just doing what the gate tells them to. Which because is they're de- which, all contractors. Because they're all contractors and defend the gate. Oh. 
man, I thought this was going to be some bullshit, but that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, isn't it, though? That's a super cool ending. Man, um, I'm going to have to watch that second season, though. Yeah. Is it actually explained in the second season? Um, parts of it are, yes. Is there more random bullshit content I have to look up? Um, I had to go kind of deep down the rabbit hole and find a Reddit post where this guy just, like, pulls out his theory dick and explains the entire uh, show for you. I like it. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, the, um, a couple other important things were, oh, I think that's actually the main one, that contractors seem like the good guys, but are actually the bad guys. And apparently, at the end of, at the end of, uh, season two, Gemini the Meteor, uh, hey, and others reform the syndicate in order to destroy the gate. Oh. Th themselves. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Man, that second season sounds like fun. It's It sounds pretty fucking nutty. But yeah, so that's the actual thing of what's happening. The All gates right. are trying to eat humanity. Cool. Yeah. I dig that. And then Hay made the classic anime, I choose both options. At the end, which was the tropiest tropey no. bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was some horse shit. But also, he learned to use his matter transportation powers in two seconds. Really? He went from like, only oh, I able have to powers. use electricity. That's how! I, f I never hit this switch before. He just like, flicks oh, the shit. switch in his butt and suddenly you can, like, <laughs> change matter. But Man. yeah, okay. That's crazy shit. But that's actually. I guess with that, yeah. we wrap it up. That's that's darker than black, friends. Thank you for listening to Boca de Guile, the spiciest anime podcast on the, on the internet. Uh, follow us on uh, twitter.com slash Boca Facebook.com. Find us there, Boca de Gallo. Uh Find us on the SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Podcasts. Tune in. All the stuff. Find us everywhere. Get our RSS feed. Share it with your mom. Share it with your dad. Share it with your cat. Share it with your dog. Share it with everyone. Share it with the person you didn't think liked anime. Share it with the person the you definitely like anime. Come on. We are counting on this you Arizona people, Cali people. You are our links out of Minnesota. This one's a good one to push to people who don't like anime because there's cop drama aspects. It is. It's, it's, it's really good cop drama. Get it to those friends who have watched FBU 17 times Yes. Through. Yes. Yeah. Get it to the NCIS people. Oh, yeah. Get it to all of them. Alright. And, and it, with the way you spell Boku is B-O-K-U. Yes. Day D E G-A-L-L-O. Yeah. Gallo. Gallo. Boku de Gallo. Yes. Yes. I Thank you so much, friendaloons, for watching. Have a great rest of your evening. Stay spicy, you mom. And as always, uh be part of the J E U. Yes. <laughs>